Hello and welcome into Main Street Preps this week. I'm Russell Nosey, joined as always by Tyler Palmetier. Happy New Year to everybody out there. We've got uh, a cool new little intro there, thanks to our producer, Justin Kulik. So starting the new year off with a little bit of a fresh look. Tyler, how are you doing so far in the new year? So far, so good. How about you? Doing well. Yeah, I know you got to see some basketball last night, and uh, yeah. we are going to talk basketball today. So that's kind of the, the theme of the show now, moving on from some football stuff, moving on to basketball season. Uh, in just a few minutes, we're going to speak with Lipscomb Academy boys basketball coach Kevin Starks, catching up with him and how his team's doing so far. They are 8-6 and six and have played a pretty tough schedule. We are also going to look at some basketball games to watch uh, throughout the rest of this week, Thursday and Friday, uh, and even Saturday as well. And then we'll wrap the show by uh, breaking down a little bit of our all-mid-state football team that came out last week and uh, give some reasoning behind why we chose some of these superlative winners that had just awesome seasons for their teams. Uh, Before we get to all that, though, I want to remind everybody that this podcast is sponsored by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. And if he's ready, we're going to go ahead and bring in Lipscomb Academy boys basketball coach Kevin Starks right now. Kevin, how are you doing today? Hey, guys. How are you guys? Doing all right? Happy New Great. Year. Happy New Year to you. Ha- Happy New Year. Yeah, thanks Thanks for being here, Kevin. And uh, I know the um, the New Year got off for a little bit of a tough start for you guys. With, and, of course, your, your league play is getting going here with the Division II AA Middle Region, and that's an unforgiving league. And that was on display last night, Tuesday night, when Pope Prep, um, uh, nipped you guys in overtime there for an 80 to 78 win. Um, just how tough is this league? I, I know it was tough last year, but do you see it kind of being the same way this year too? I do. I, I think it's the best league, uh, in the state. Uh, it has, uh, you just don't have a night off, uh, and it's because of the coaching and the players that are in this league. Hey, Kevin, uh, <clears throat> Having seen it for a couple of years now, it's it, like you mentioned that uh, that league is is so strong. Who are a couple of players from last year uh, that that are standing out to you now that you're preparing for, and who are maybe a couple new ones that you know are going to be uh, potentially a problem for you guys that you're preparing for? Also, well, you you always start with with BA uh, with, with Tyler Tanner and uh, Jason Nixon. Uh, Dre Moss, those guys are back, uh, and I think they added Ethan Pullman uh, from their team. Alec Rasmussen, George McIntyre, they they're really really good. And you've got veterans over at, a, at NBA with Marcel Reed, uh, who I think is an excellent uh, basketball player too. Uh, and then you look at Innsworth; they'll have some young guys. The Vaki guards back and have the Heights kid that's that's there. Uh, CPA is always going to be a struggle just their style of playing. Coach Macker does a really good job there. So, uh, and then for us, you know, the veteran Von Traeger at Father Ryan, people think, you know, their their team, uh, their record doesn't show, but they're always going to be uh, competitive uh, and always going to be a tough out. And then obviously last night we lost at Pope Prep uh, with those young kids, Fred Bailey and those guys. Fred hit a uh, incredible shot that I don't think uh, he would even try in horse uh, to beat us last night, a running one-legged bank three-pointer from the hash hash mark in front of their bench, and so that was incredible. Wow, yeah, not much you can do about that. But uh, hey, I, I know a big uh, plus for you guys over these past few weeks has been getting the football guys back and up to speed. Of course, that group includes uh, Caleb Beasley, Junior Cheryl, Hank Brown, among others, and they're coming off back-to-back football state titles. Um, just really 
couple of great uh, seasons for them on the football field. And I'm curious, Kevin, you know, that winning mentality that they've got over there um, that they had under Coach Trent Dilfer, has that translated all to the hardwood with these guys? Do they bring kind of that same kind of mindset uh, for you, for your team? Yes, they, they do. Uh, it is, once in a while, it's, it's different. Uh, you think about, so four of our guys that were in football, uh, Junior and Beasley and Hank, and then Cam Blivens is a freshman. He starts for us. And then Miles Sidney is our fifth starter. Uh, those guys are winners. But I will also tell you, it is a plus and a minus. Like last night, uh, our engine didn't get going until about three and a half minutes ago in the fourth quarter. And they were up by 15 points. I think last night kind of bit us a little bit because I think when we showed up to play football games, we always felt like we we're going to win. And then I think they bring it up to the basketball court when you're playing against not just athletes, but athletes that are basketball players. It's a, a different thing. But absolutely, uh, those guys are winners. It translates. They can, they're, they're as competitive as any group I've ever had. Uh, and we'll get things right because – they like to win, and it bothers them to lose. I think we'll get that fixed. Hey, kind of on that note, Kevin, it's been said by a, a few people, and I, I believe you last year during the state tournament, that Caleb Beasley is legitimately somebody who could play Division One football and basketball. It kind of makes me think of Charlie Ward immediately, the Heisman winner at FSU who obviously ended up playing in the NBA, but – here nor there, but could Caleb Beasley, he's committed to Tennessee. Could he play basketball in the SEC, do you think? Uh, this is what I truly believe. First of all, I believe he's the best two-way player in, in our league because I think he's the one. He's the guy in the league that can go get you 25, but he also can guard anybody. Um, I, I said last week to somebody, because of athleticism, if, if Caleb stopped playing football, not that he should because I think he's a pro, uh, stop playing football and, and put the time into basketball that he did in football, there's no doubt in my mind because of his athleticism, because of his com competitive spirit and nature, there's no doubt in my mind he could play uh, basketball in SEC. I just truly believe that. I've coached two guys over 25 years that, you know, they are the guys that you know for sure you want a foxhole with you, but they're, they're the reason that you're in the foxhole. They said the fire holds your fire, and those are guys say, Coach, I can get one. So they gets one now. You're in the Foxo. But there's no doubt in my mind because what you don't do is take six months off basketball and come back and average about 25 points a game, which he's doing right now. Yeah, Incredible. that's just yeah, that's. I can't imagine how uh, how much of a year round schedule that turns into there for him. But it sounds like he's making the absolute best of it and. Kevin, you mentioned a couple other young players on your team that have been standing out so far. Uh, Miles Sidney, a six foot six, six foot six, excuse me, sophomore shooting guard, which on paper sounds like an act, just a complete nightmare uh, matchup for opposing teams. And you know, also, you mentioned Cam Blivens, a uh, freshman point guard. Uh, what have you seen from those guys so far this year? Well, I, I will tell you, Miles, his upside is tremendous. You know, he played some force last year as a freshman, um, and he has a tremendous upside, and he works at it, and he wants to be really good. That's the best thing about it is he wants to be really good, and he works at being really good. And I think if he just will get his motor running uh, all the time and keep going, that the sky's the limit for him. Uh, and Kim Blivens, Kim Blivens is special. He's not one of those guys that you that comes along all the time. He's a freshman, and the best thing about like he had 18 last night in his first league game in this league. But the thing that I can say about him 
that I love about him is that he, as a freshman, he does not get too high or too low. Things don't affect him. He can miss one or two shots and I don't say anything about it and he'll come back and make the next three. Or he could maybe come down, miss a pass or something, and then get a steal and go finish. Most freshmen at his age don't have the basketball IQ that they have, nor do they have the mental toughness and and, uh, and stone face, I like to call it, that he has out there. So he has a chance to be really special. Welcome to D2 Double uh, A. Cam Blivens, 18 points on the road in his debut. That is impressive. I guess uh, it's a good question next that I was going to ask maybe uh, who Willie Walton was such a tough player to replace from last year, Kevin. Who did you envision was going to kind of step into his role either as a player and a leader and, and who has kind of done so so far? I, I think you you have to replace Willie by committee from the point standpoint. Obviously, that has been been Caleb so far. Uh, but Hank Brown, Hank, Hank's quarterback mentality and leadership on the um, football field is tra- translates to just leadership in general, no matter what he's doing. Uh, I really like he had an off night last night, but I think Junior has done a um, a very good job this year. It's the best he's played since I've been coaching, but I think it's because he's settled in. I'm going to play college football. And he's not looking over his shoulders, split minutes with people. Uh, and we're really replacing Willie by committee because we've got two other guys that come off the bench. Uh, Dylan Lork, who played last year, he's a, he's a junior now. Bryant Loving, who's a senior who who transferred in from Alabama, played a free safety on our football team. So those guys, um, those guys are uh, we're doing it by committee. Not asking one guy to be Willie, but doing it by committee. And unfortunately, this season began with some tragedy for you guys, Kevin. Uh, when assistant coach Hunter York passed away in early November uh, following a brief illness, he was just 28 years old. I actually got to know Hunter pretty well uh, through his younger brother, Keegan, when we were students at Lipsky University. And just a really all, all-around good guy. Always had good inter- interactions with him. And um, it's just a, just an absolute tragedy to lose him at that young age. Um, but, I, Kevin, I guess what did Hunter mean to you and your players and uh, how much has he been missed these past couple of months? Well, I just left his dad's uh, classroom, and I told him, I said, Greg, I said, this may not mean much uh, to you. Uh, more Obviously, saying it's to you and your wife is really minimal. I said, but I miss him every day. And I know the players do. I always say um, on, uh, on a staff, the head coach is the one is probably if somebody's going to be disliked the most, it's probably going to be the, the head coach. And that's why you have to surround yourself with people that the kids can go to when they're mad at the head coach. Uh, and one thing that, uh, first of all, it was like losing a family member uh, for us uh, because Hunter was in coaching for the right reasons. Number one, it was the kids for him, uh, his example, uh, who he was as a person. Uh, he was raised the right way, but he, the guys miss him every day because he was the encourager for them and he loved them and he was always encouraging them to do better. And so for us, we, we miss that. We've got uh, two new guys on our staff, Aaron Morrison, uh, who was at Milton C. Christian last year and Parker Hazen who played at the university. And those guys have been, have, have been great um, for us, but Hunter, uh, we lost our encourager. We lost our guy who was a sponge. He wanted to get better. Uh, Coach Greer worked with him the year before I got here. And to tell you, he's just a guy who would um, who would soak it in. But it's like losing a family member. And we miss him. We miss him every day because it's hard to replace somebody like that. He was loved. He will continue to be loved. 
and, and we miss them every day in our program. Yeah, you lose your encourager. I think that says a lot about who he he must have been. Didn't know him personally, but that that says a lot about a person. Um, you know, life just really is so delicate, Kevin. And I think we were all kind of reminded of that with the the Demar Hamlin uh, situation with uh, at Buffalo last week. Speaking speaking on the Demar situation, have you ever have you ever dealt with a scary situation like that with with a player on the floor where things look uh, up in the air or ominous? No, no, I have not. And I would tell you that I don't know how I would deal with that. Um, because, you know, a lot of young coaches uh, get into it. And no matter what job you take, you think I'm going to be the answer to that job. If it's struggling or if it's been going, I'm going to keep it going. And as you get older, um, <clears throat> you realize how how fragile life is and how really how how short it is. I can't believe. This is my 25th season of high school basketball coaching. Um, but I will tell you, I value the journey more now than I ever have because I told I told Hank, I told Junior, I told Bryant, uh, I told uh, Mason Swigert, um, and I told those guys, uh, Jameson Tillman, those five seniors we have, I told them, I said, guys, let's enjoy this journey together because March will be here really, really fast. And then we'll look back and say, man, where did this time go? And so uh, I want it to be a situation where they leave our program and it have made, has made a difference in their life. So for me, uh, after this time, do I want to win? Absolutely, I want to win. Do I want to win another state championship? Absolutely. But it's really not my main goal. I'm not coaching to win championships. I'm coaching to win lives and to win hearts. And hopefully, as I do that and our staff does that, I can also learn uh, from – from our kids. And I'm very thankful uh, for Lipscomb Academy and Michelle York, who hired myself and hired my wife and Brad Schultz uh, and our new ADJ Cows for the support uh, they have, have given us uh, to be here as a family. And it's a new thing, unique thing where I get to watch um, my wife do what she loves to do. And then we get to go down to the lower school and see our kids in school with people that we drop off uh, our kids with every day. And for eight hours a day, we don't have to worry about them because they're down there with people that we love and we know that love and care about them also at Lipscomb. Well, Kevin, we appreciate all your insight today. Um, good stuff. And we really appreciate you being here. And just to end this on a little bit of a lighter note, I think you've got us both beat on the background game. Uh, is that an old, I know you guys have a video scoreboard now. Is that, is that the old scoreboard back there? Well, this, it's, it's actually as uh, the scoreboard before uh, the one that was, that got replaced. Uh, I think I can't remember which, which coach started it, but this is a scoreboard down the basketball office that I think the seniors, when they leave, come down and sign. So when I came down here and uh, and Coach Matlow was the coach before me, I uh, saw this. It was it was incredible. I think it's a pretty pretty neat neat thing. But guys, I, I appreciate what you guys do for high school uh, athletics. Appreciate what you guys do. You do guys do a great uh, great job. Uh, and anything I can ever do to help you uh, make this better, make your show better, help you guys, I want to be able to do that. Uh, thank you for covering our league the way you do. Uh, and I'm sure we'll see you guys again soon. we got BA coming here on Friday, and those guys have been the toast of our league the last few years, and it's going to be another war. Uh, they've got a new coach. Uh, coach Hoppy did a tremendous job. Andy Blackson's there now. You guys will enjoy him because – He's incredible with the staff he has and Will Matlow and Robert Butler 
Cam uh, Robinson, those guys, Bill Codis, they'll do a fantastic job. And they obviously got good players. So there really are no nights off in that league, Kevin. So we, again, we appreciate your time. Good luck Friday. And uh, we will certainly see you soon. Thank you guys. God bless you. All right. That has been Lipscomb Academy basketball coach, Kevin Starks. Really appreciate his time today. Uh, we're going to take a quick break now and then come back with some basketball games to watch this week. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. I thought it was good. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was no big deal. Hey, I can hold my liquor. Thought I could hold my liquor. All right, let's talk some more basketball here, Tyler. We really haven't had a chance to get into kind of the nitty gritty yet on this show, at least. Um, but I know you got to see a good game last night between East Nashville and Pearl Cone, and now we've got a few more uh, on tap for the rest of the week as well to look for. Yeah. Uh- Franklin Hillsboro is really intriguing to me because both teams are are really off to great starts. Um, this is you know obviously this is on the boys side that, that I'm referring to, but Franklin uh, is at 14 and two. Um, uh, Franklin just beat Independence 77 75 in overtime. Um, that's a good Independence team. Jack Mandali has been very good for Franklin uh, for the last couple of years, and Hillsboro, uh, you know, off to a great start as well. Uh, you got three players in double figures. Thaddeus Johnson, just over 20 per game. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what kind of atmosphere Hillsboro brings on Friday. It's going to be tough to top the one I saw last night at Pearl Cone. You know, East Nashville obviously pulled out a win there, but uh, that was a sellout in every sense of the word. A lot of times, uh, sometimes announced crowds get pumped up by ticket sales or colleges sort of inflate that number, uh, do a very poor job of inflating it. But this was a sellout. I mean, it was there were stand, people standing, and there was not a Brandon Miller type player in the building. They were just there to see a great rivalry. So that was really cool. Um, what a show! What a show those two guards put on. Jalen Jones had thirty-two, and uh, Doyle Cockrell the third had twenty-seven. And they'll do it all again in a few weeks on January twenty-fourth, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so if you missed out last night, you'll have another chance in a few weeks. Uh, another game, another boys game on Friday. I think to keep an eye on is Clarksville Academy at Good Pasture. Uh, of course, both these teams made the Division II single-A Final Four last year with Good Pasture getting to the title game and falling a little bit short there. Uh, Carswell Academy is off to a 13-3 and start under uh, Coach Matt Hoppy, who came over from Brentwood Academy. And, uh, you know, that was a great hire there. Um, of course, a lot of experience and a lot of uh, winning he was able to do at Brentwood Academy. And uh, he's working with one of the best players in the area in Moorhead State signee, Eddie Ricks the third. Uh, they have several other seniors in that lineup. So uh, look for them to make a, another, you know, deep postseason run. And then on the other side of good pasture is uh, just kind of firing on all cylinders right now. They've got Isaiah West back. We talked about that a few weeks ago. Uh, Jaden Jones and King Keery and, uh, and West are all averaging in double figure. So, They've got a kind of a stacked lineup there as well, so that should be a great game Friday. Uh, looking over to the girls' side of things, Tyler, um, Jelani Cambridge. I mean, what what more can you say? She's ranked as the number one recruit in the country by ESPN for the class of 2024. Uh, she 
especially now that they've graduated some of their top players from last year. She really is their main featured player and uh, scored 34 points in a win over Harpeth Hall on Tuesday night. Uh, so she plays at CPA on Thursday. And, uh, you know, anytime Innsworth plays with Johnny Cambridge, I think that's uh, worth the price of admission right there. And and, it, and that same night, too, on Thursday, you're going to get a good boys game between Innsworth and CPA. So that should be uh, a, a good stop there if you're free on Thursday night. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I think another one's a little bit further outside the city area, Cookville at White County, uh, Cookville at 13-3. Um, that's a state tournament team from last year. Jordan Gillies is averaging more than 15 uh, for the Lady Cavs. And then White County's off to a good start at 15-3. At so uh, I love that we're just sort of starting to get into the – I know there's some good games in the non-region, but we're starting to really get into some uh, some good ones where – the district opponents are meeting and uh, the games are just getting a little bit, a little bit better. And real quick on the way out, a couple more girls games to watch uh, Lawrence County, 12 and three at Summertown, 12 and four. That's going to be a packed gym on Friday and then 16 and Oh, Nashville Christian. I didn't realize they were out to that hot of a start, um, but they were hosting middle Tennessee Christian who's 12 and six on Saturday. And I think that's a chance for Nashville Christian to kind of show where they stack up against basically probably the second best team in that classification, the division two single eight classification behind powerhouse web school. So it uh, should be a good game there on Saturday. Um, and so those are kind of the ones we're keeping an eye on here uh, this week. And we'll have coverage of several of them on mainstreetpreps.com. Um, but we're going to take one more quick break and then very quickly run through um, some of our all mid state superlative winners and why they won those awards. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. (laughs) (laughs) You're really good try. There aren't any cops around. I didn't think there were any cops around. I drink and drive all the time. Sir. Sir, you've been in a serious crash. I need you to hang out, okay? If you missed the release of our all mid state football team, it is online. It came out last Friday. It's also our pinned tweet on the main street preps Twitter. So be sure to check it out there if you have not already, but some of these superlative winners, Tyler had great season starting off with player of the year, Marcel Reed, uh, offensive player of the year, Akai Dowell from white County and defensive player of the year, Caleb Beasley from Lipscomb Academy. I mean, those three guys, I think were pretty easy choice for those roles, but maybe just real quickly, what was kind of our thought process there when we, when we handed out those awards? Yeah, I think in hindsight, I'm looking down the list and I'm seeing a lot of slam dunk picks except for maybe specialist of the year. I think coach of the year, obviously we had Kevin Creasy from Oakland because, uh, well, he's the first coach to, to lead a program to three straight six, eight championships. And you could maybe give it to Dilfer or, uh, there were a couple others that I think maybe, you know, had good turnaround, but I mean, I just think to, to, have a historic season like that. I think crazy deserves it. And, um, you know, Marcel Reed, I think it's the passing and the rushing blend, I think, uh, and, and just best player on arguably maybe best team. Uh, we don't know that with Lipscomb out there. Offensive player of the year, easy for me, Malachi Dow, uh, now the, the second all time leading rusher in one season, defensive player of the year. If you watch Caleb Beasley, he intercepted nine passes. If he plays full games against a schedule that requires him to do so, I mean, I bet he has, 
I bet he has 13 interceptions, something, something really good. Um, Arian Carter, is, I don't know, is anybody going to argue that? I mean, he came out of nowhere and garnered just about every Power 5 offer you can think of at linebacker and running back. Or at linebacker and running back. Uh, Jacob Taylor at Oakland, I actually saw his long of 75 yards at Ravenwood earlier in the season, that long punt. Um, I know there were a couple others out there. Specialist of the year is tough. That can be kind of a hard one to pick, but uh, certainly he's a, he's a great choice. You make seven of seven field goals. I think that's impressive. You never missed. Uh, gave your team points when they needed them. And then, um, I don't know. I haven't seen a whole lot of punts of 75 yards, and he he really stuck it out of bounds uh, really well. So that will be the one thing that stands out to me. You don't always see the specialist of the year because it's sort of one player in a niche position. So um, I was kind of uh, – that was – you know I love punters, so that was kind of one of the highlights of my of my year, it, obviously, because I still remember <laughs> it. So. Great pun, and then, hey, 87 of 88 on extra points. Out of a high school kicker, you cannot expect any better than that because even the best are going to have some mulligans. There's going to be a bobbled snap or something. So I think that just speaks to how good that whole Oakland special teams unit was to, to help him be able to do that. So uh, congratulations to all those players and everyone else that made the all-mid-state team. And like I said, you can view that online if you haven't already. Um, before we get out of here, I want to remind everybody this podcast is sponsored by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Fans don't let fans drive drunk we appreciate you tuning in and we will be back same time same place next week here on main street preps this week